If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every single day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Jill Annabel. I'm here with Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm thinking all the way back to the first years as a teacher and the first years in these professions. And I'm wondering, Colleen, about your experiences with having a mentor or being a mentor as we're all on this journey together um, in education. Wow. That's a, that's a big question, Jill. Cause first of all, I've been in the game for a really long time. <laughs> So you're asking me to dig deep here. They're going to have a false sense of your age, Colleen, or you're not, you're not retiring on me or anything. Let's, let's be real. They've, no, seen, no, no. Your, they've seen your cartoon image. They, no, they know. but there's a couple of decades. I got a couple of decades under my belt here. Okay. Um, okay. So when I think back to my early years, yeah, the, the mentors that I had in my profession, like I think of other mentors in my life though, but okay. in my, in my profession, I think of, you know, people at Christ the King in Indianapolis, which was the first Catholic school that I worked in. And, um, there they, you know, they, they taught me the ropes of, you know, really building, understanding how to build community and, and working with students. And there was a, uh, there was a special education teacher in that school that was gosh, just such a good experience working with her and learning from her. But, you know, I, when I think of mentors though, I, I do think of people like I had a flute teacher for a really long time who she was a mentor teacher to me. She helped me become a disciplined person. Like there are influences that other people had my band director in high school who I had for four years, who had a profound impact on, on my life and my growth. So, you know, when you think mentorship, that's a deep question. Mm -hmm. So what about you? Do you have someone in mind? I kind of have the the good and the bad. So in the in the best case scenario, you have someone like Kathy Mears, who's guided mm -hmm. me in leadership roles in Catholic education. She's a big name. Most of our listenership will know Kathy Mears. If not, Google yep. her. She's really guided me in leadership. But my first experience as an incoming teacher, I was actually student teaching. And who, the mentor teacher in my student teaching took me on because she was about to retire and she just didn't want to teach her classes. So she, I never even saw her. Like I came in as a student teacher and I never saw her again. I don't even know if she was in the building. I was just teaching all of her classes all day and she wasn't even there. So sometimes people take on mentorship and they're not actually mentors. They just want to pass their workload. And that, so I had That's a really not rough mentorship. No, no, but that she was assigned as my mentor. She was, okay. I was supposed to be shadowing her and it actually turned into 
I took it over and, you know, sometimes you're just thrown in and that's, that's what happened to me yeah. in that moment. So I try yep. to be a mentor. I, I hope I am to, to others, but that, you know, I've had good and bad experiences with, with mentorship, but so this is the fun part. I was at a conference not too long ago and I came across a pair of teachers who are laughing and smiling and walking by. And I said to them, hi, you know, you must be in Catholic education. You know, who are you and where are you from? And found out that one was the mentor to the other and they were attending the ah, conference together. And so nice. this is Tanya Music and Kim Klosnick from St. Joseph Catholic School in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And they were having so much fun attending a conference together because they were doing it as a pair. And it was just, uh, it was great to get to know them. So Tanya's in her first year back after a nine-year hiatus from teaching. Her kids are in the school. She was partnered with Kim as her mentor. And in their school, their mentors are either teaching the grade levels above them or below them so that they can work together with some of that vertical alignment. And, you know, so I was asking, so what are some things you have to do as a mentor? You know, I'm trying to build the, the dream in my head. What does an ideal mentor teacher do? And a lot of it seemed casual. I mean, some of it's formalized, I'm sure, but some of that onboarding at the beginning of the year, but then they talked about, you know, even texting when things come up, when questions come up at night and they just have this great camaraderie with each other about all this. Kim did admit to me that she didn't have a mentor herself. So she en enjoys being a mentor to someone else. And I think that lived experience really matters. So, you know, I don't know. So I was thinking about that experience and how well we need to, we need to find our tribe. We need to find people to lean on when we are new and trying to find our way because it's hard. It's hard to do this yeah. work in isolation and we need to figure out how to lift oh. each other up. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've said it a million times. I say it all the time. I tweet about it, like the importance of collaboration in my life and leaning on other people to become a better person, to become a better professional in every way. I have learned that so much as I have gotten older, because I really did in the beginning, um, you know, and I go back to my first year teaching, I did my department chair, my very first year teaching, I worked in a public school in Northwest Indiana. And I mean, my department chair was fantastic. And I had another mentor mentor, you know, Therese Dristus, who was in the building, who I kind of latched onto. She wasn't assigned to me. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Like no one that I ever have considered my mentor has ever been assigned to me as my official Ooh. mentor. Interesting. They are people, me too, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, they are mm -hmm. people that you look to because there's something you recognize something in them that they have that you either want to emulate or that you want to learn from. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that as I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm like listing out who are those people, people who were not told you have to mentor this young woman, but I, I don't even know if they know that I look to them as mentors, yeah. to be honest with you. Right. So, you know, Carol Williams, Jeannie Tocolsi, Martha Morris, my flute teacher, my friend, Jim White, my high school band director, Patrick Henning. These are people that in my mind, when you say that word now, it starts coming to me, but it's not, mm -hmm. there is nothing official about that partnership. And I imagine there are plenty of people listening who are that mentor to others and they don't even realize it. So I think, you know, this is like sort of the invitation to reflect on who, mm. who might you be influencing and not realizing it. And a lot of that happens in the teacher's lounge. 
Like who picks your brain a little bit as you're waiting Absolutely. for the microwave? I mean, these are really important moments and you might not see it just like we see it with kids all the time. Actually, this reminds me of some advice. We got a little bit of advice on this from some of the first year teachers at St. Athanasius in Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. I was asking them like about their first year. And one of them said to me, you know, you just need to be okay with failure. We tell our students that all the time to lean into failure, to learn from failure, but it's hard for us to accept that in ourselves. And we have to think about that with this mentorship too, is how do you be a mentor to someone? How do you seek the advice that you need from each other? And again, how do you lean into this failure? It's going to feel, there's going to be hard days and it's hard to admit those things, but we need to lean on each other and find each other in the teacher's lounge and elsewhere. So we can do this really difficult ministry, which is also very rewarding. Um, Some other things the teachers at St. Athanasius said, so a little bit of a list. So ask lots of questions as a first year teacher, lean on colleagues, use your principal, you know, find that relationship with your principal so that you can be a team together and be ready to put to work all that you've learned, like be ready to apply it, you know, all those things that you learned in theory. Now it's the time to take those risks and try them. And they really just said it, it gets easier and your mindset matters. Find someone to pray with, find someone to be with and really be okay with not being perfect every day. And I think a good mentor is going to say that to you, right? A good mentor is going to let you tell them that you had a rough day or that that lesson really failed, or you don't think you're reaching that certain student. And they're going to tell you their stories that are going to help you lift up that this is not always an easy, fun day. Right. And, and the important, I think that is exactly why it's so important to be able to have somebody that you can confide in and lean on a little bit. Boy, what a, what a great conversation. I I know there's the bell. So uh, we have to move on, but we, we hope that there are some really deep thoughts going on in people's heads right now about those people that you have influenced and that have influenced you. Yeah. Go be that mentor. So there's always more ideas and more topics and there's time to celebrate here, but we're certainly going to try to do our best. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the year. Send us your ideas and your topics, and let's share that love with our fellow teachers. You can send those to catholicteacherslounge.com. This is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time.